Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 32 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host and your friend Ishu Singh. I apologize, I was not able to publish any podcast episode for the last two weeks. Sorry, I was busy. You're not going to ask me where? Maybe you're asking me, still I'm going to tell you if you're not asking me. So I was working on startingtoknow.com digital magazine for this podcast. It's not going to be the magazine for this podcast in a means that I will be just taking the notes or translating or converting this podcast episode into a, a actual blog post. But it's a digital magazine where people can learn. Same concept that we have for this podcast. Learn. Tell people what you know so that we all can grow together. That Starting to Know magazine is also the same thing. So if you haven't got a chance to have a look, go to startingtoknow.com and see what we have done, what we have accomplished. If you want to know more about me, what I do, what I am doing nowadays, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com, issuesing.com. You can get in touch with me there as well. If you are a YouTube fan, like you are always on YouTube watching videos, you can watch my videos there as well. Not podcast related. I'm much more than podcasts. So go there, watch my videos about different topics. Channel name is Issue Sing. That's it. Let me ask about you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm talking to you. Are you okay? Are you feeling well? Please take care of yourself. Podcast content can come and go. Your health, your family is most important. So take care of both of those things first. But I want you to be happy, healthy, keep smiling. Now let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is going to be about change management. Change management, not only about the outside world, but about inside world as well. I will be talking to Noah Ronan today. She's out-of-the-box coach. She's an author, vlogger, coffee lover. I love coffee too. Not black one, but with milk. Yeah, whatever you're going to say, but I'm not a strong coffee lover. So she brings more than 20 years of experience in change management, human resources, project management, and coaching. When the conversation started between Noah and I, I was really deeply connected with her thoughts, what she was saying, and was resonating with me. There was something that was really touchy about the conversation, so I asked her, like, let's talk more about it in the podcast, and that's how she came here. She encourages progressive and social business leaders and their teams to challenge the norms so that they can create the change they desire. Basically, you should be giving power to the person. If you have hired someone, if you think that, I think so, like if you think that you have hired someone to do something, give power to that person. Don't try to hold his or her hands and try to walk them through how you want it to be done. You hire that person because you think that 
that person has that capability listen to that person is not always is not always possible that you're going to have the best ideas that's a part of the team culture as well like if you hired someone that means now that person is part of your team right let that person move move freely think creatively allow that person to think and breathe don't try to always try to hold his or her hands like yeah if if the training is required that's a different scenario but i'm talking about in terms of ideas allow that person to fly and you will see that the changes will be seen in your business as well let's talk with noah more about this hi noah welcome to the pod hey issue i'm so happy to be here <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. So, uh let's start from the beginning like I wanted to start from the first step. What about Noah Ron and coaching? I want to let it come from you directly about Noah Ron and coaching. Please share about your company. Sure. So, um as you know, my name, the company is really about me. I am an executive coach and a leadership coach and also a speaker and author. and i work with social leaders and executives and teams um mostly in that space of what some people call the messy middle when there is a change that happens quickly and it can happen in companies that move from 300 to 1500 very quickly or startups that move from 15 to 50 very quickly and in that i love that messy middle and to work with leaders about change and when their role is changing uh or sometimes when they move for the first time from being developers or um team members to lead their friends mm. uh so i love that messy space um and it's goes organically with my background because my background is in change management and human resources and training so um that's that's mm-hmm. what i love to do <laughs> and how much mo- how much mess we are talking about like when it's in the growing stage <laughs> <laughs> it's very messy and you know i i didn't mention but um people can hear i have an accent i live right now in the us but 15 years ago we relocated from Israel to the US and i went through my own messy experience of moving from being an executive everything kind of like working pretty easy i know that my actions will bring the results and suddenly my relocation um makes me feel stuck for almost 5 years so going through my own personal change and understanding how change can impact yourself and your mindset and your thoughts um i can see that when i work with my clients who have the same experience of all those actions that i was taking worked really well for me and now i am being seen uh and being promoted and maybe promoted again and again and again and suddenly those actions don't work anymore and i find that it happens a lot in time of change um that the actions that worked for us don't work anymore and then we need a new way a new perspective and many times it comes from 
what I call the being energy. And before we chatted a bit and we said that it's all about right, just showing up as human in this podcasting mm -hmm. space. So for me, it's the same experience. And there is an energy in us that I call the being energy. And most of us know the other energy, the doing energy. And I am actually a doer. I'm not sure about you, but I am a doer. I come, I'm, I, sh I show up pretty well for my actions. And that's what I did for many years. And most of the doers are being seen and being promoted very fast because they show results, they show outcomes. Mm -hmm. But the being energy is very important. Uh, not there, it's not like the being energy is more important than the doing or the doing is more important than the being. And the being energy consists of our mindset, our emotions, our thoughts, our hopes, our fears, our aspirations, all that good stuff. And what happens is that when things become messy, as you asked me, mm -hmm. that energy can get in our way with our actions. And suddenly things become messy. What I mean by that, we start procrastinate because we're not sure what to do, or we try to perfect, or we try to avoid, or we compare ourselves to other people and don't feel we can bring the best of ourselves. Or as one of my, my clients said, uh, I become now a leader of my team members and I don't want to have with them bad conversations. So already he just promoted like two days ago and already is thinking about the bad conversations he's going to have with his team members as a manager. So that being energy can create a lot of messiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in terms of a positivity, like what this kind of energy can do, like how you can channel this energy for doing good for the company instead of creating mess? If that, so that's a great question. And actually, you know, when I started writing my book, I looked at that energy just from the negative perspective because I was very subjective. Mm -hmm. But actually, um, that energy is very important. First, let's look at the individual and then I will answer about the company. Mm -hmm. First, with the individual, if you look, for example, on um, athletes, mm -hmm. who's winning the game, mm -hmm. the one that they're being energy is stronger. You can have the same skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. But the one that will win the game is the one that knows how to manage their thoughts, their emotions, and all that good stuff, the mindset to win the game. So we can see that um, that being energy as individuals can take us high to the sky when we learn how to engage our actions with our being energy, or as I said before, can also get in your way. And that's mm. sometimes what we miss. And that's why I say those two energies are both in us together and we need to learn how to pay attention. Now, to your amazing question, mm. there is also what I call the being of the system. And what happens many times is that leaders will push into action when they lead a change and they will move fast, 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 fast. And they will not realize that during change, people experience a lot of thoughts and emotions. And there could be hope, but many times that hope becomes a challenge. What's going to happen to us? How it's going to look like? What's going to happen to me? How am I going to be defined? And by the way, 
those emotions and thoughts show up in time of change, no matter if it's a positive change or mm-hmm. not so positive. So that space, th- those emotions and thoughts will show up both ways. Now, if we as leaders ignore what I call the being of the system, mm-hmm. the system will slow us down. If, if you think about situations in your life or if you heard other people, they try to push change too fast and then the system will slow them down and even stop them. So what we could do as leaders, what I teach many times leaders, I tell them go to the room and acknowledge the being of the system. Have conversation with people about what's going on. Are they, do they have concerns? Do they have resistance? What's going on? Just let them express themselves. And then I say, but you have to go first. Mm -hmm. You can't expect people to go through change before you are willing to do that yourself. You can't say you change, I'm going to stay here and have fun. You have Mm -hmm. to show them that you are willing to take the first step. And the first step is sometimes to say, I'm here to share what I feel right now and what I think right now. And then I want to hear where you are and, and validate where you are. And then when you have that conversation, you can address that and engage the actions with the being because people are ready to do the move. But if we ignore that, we make the process longer again and again. I see that again and again. Mm-hmm. And you, you touching the points of change management. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, if it is not changing, that means it's not it's not moving. Is it that means it's it is dead? Because <laughs> I, I feel that like if the things are not changing, like it's like it, it's gonna be something that is not being again. Like you, I'm coming back to your point, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's uh, if you're if you're thinking or if you if you're thinking in the same way. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting the the outcome is going to change. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah, it's what Einstein says. That's insanity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> insanity yeah. is taking the same actions and seeing uh, and and expecting a new results, new outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's really um, that experience with change is that the things that we always saw working before suddenly we try them again and it's not working and it feels like insanity. And yes, sometimes, by the way, I, I have to say, you asked about death. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are situations, right? That we close businesses, we uh, stop, uh, close relationships, even business partnerships, right? Personal mm-hmm. relationships. So there are situations where you have that experience of death. And I actually see there... Um, also beauty. I call it the beauty of being lost. And when clients come to me and they say, I feel lost right now, I get excited because there are actually, as you said, two main choices when we feel lost. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, even if you get lost in the woods, okay, and now there's kind of like, I'm, I'm going to die because I can't find my way out. Okay, mm-hmm. no GPS, no iPhone, no reception, no nothing. So I can choose death. But even when I say it right now, you probably tell yourself, no, I'm going to try to survive. I will do whatever I can to survive. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so in that moment, what's, what's cool about that moment is that we are willing to do everything. So yes, there are some situations that we will go to the death because that's it. We are done trying. We tried and we tried. But most of us will try to find a solution and figure it out. And that's when creativity and innovation will show up and people will show up with new ideas that they never thought about before. And you can see that in all those amazing stories about right survival stories of people doing crazy things to survive the situation mm -hmm. that you would never think about doing in your real life. So you can see that also with companies that if I'm going to lose the client, I'm going to become very creative to not lose the client or find another one in a very creative way. So actually, sometimes when we get into that um, very edgy place, It can bring a lot of innovation and creativity. Mm -hmm. And in other situations, let's say that you are not lost in the woods and you do have reception, um, you will reach out to other people and ask for help. And that will create actually connection. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like extreme adversity can bring extreme results. Some mm -hmm. can, like in most of the cases, it, it can be positive, like because... you are stuck there. Like basically the example that you gave about the woods is kind of survival in instinct. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're almost done. You're, you're one uh, half of your brain or whatever the feelings that are coming in your mind is, is saying you, you're done, just give up. Yes. And the next, next part is other part is saying that you don't have to give up. Uh, it's just like, there is still something left that needs to be done, right? Like something like that. that survival instinct comes or kicks in. And at that time, I think uh, wonders happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, same coming back to your point, like, uh, like I wanted to understand like, okay, when one, when the person is in real problem, like real things are going on and, and uh, the person cannot see, okay, what is, going on in terms of uh, wrong things, like what the person is doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think, like how to step back and think about what things like, because the person is gonna, if the person is thinking that, okay, I tried everything, I'm still trying everything. <laughs> so according to that person, he is trying everything according to what he knows. So what is the next thing to maybe uh, next thing to get out of that situation, because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you one example of why yes. I was asking you this question, like uh, in terms of businesses, the uh, businesses are that are nearby closure or um, they are not seeing any kind of outcome or they think that they are done or they cannot uh, find any more customers. At the same time, right. there are investors who buy those kind of businesses and make those companies as a million billion dollar companies. Right. So it's a change of the mindset, right? Like people see yes. things in a different way. Yes. So what do you think? Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> so here is what I'm trying uh, to, to, to bring the conversation, how I shift or pivot the conversation mm -hmm. when people come to me in that mindset. Mm -hmm. I, I don't say to them, but this is what I say. Okay, Shu, I say mm -hmm. the problem is not in the problem. Stay with me. The problem mm -hmm. is not in the problem. The problem is in the solution. Mm. Shall I repeat that? The problem is not in the problem. 
the problem is in the solution. Many times we are not stuck with the, with the problem. We get stuck already with a solution. We believe that the way to solve the problem is in a specific solution. And when people come to me, they say, for example, I can't save the business because I don't use social media. Okay. Mm. Or I can't find a job because that, that, that. Okay. Or I can't be a good uh, leader to my people because I'm not good as my, my former leader. Okay. Mm. So they're all mindset. They're all perspective. Their all way of solving the problem is not what the problem is by how they address a specific solution. And that's why I call myself an out-of-the-box coach, because I believe there is always more than one solution, just as I mentioned with the beauty of being lost. So when, when leaders come to me, sometimes with very complicated conversations or, you know, can we think, help me think about this and help me think about that. And, and my job is not to give answers, but sometimes I say, you know what, I hear you, but I also want to invite you to look at it from a different perspective, or what about that solution? And let's see if there are other solutions. So actually there are ways, even from a philosophical mm -hmm. um, aspects to try and find as many answers as possible, even stupid, sorry for using that word, mm -hmm. um, answers to stop being stuck with a specific solution. And mm -hmm. many times what we do is we look at what other people do. And it's so easy now with the social media and the digital world to just see what everyone else is doing and feel like that's what everyone else is doing and believe that this is the way we need to do the things. And that's when we get into trouble. So I loved what you said about stepping back. Mm -hmm. So there is Sheryl Sandberg saying lean in. Mm -hmm. I talk with my clients about leaning back. Mm -hmm. Lean back, take a new perspective, reflect about the situation. Let's see what's going on. Let's create some space because when you lean in, sometimes you're too close. It's hard for you to see. There is no space. When you lean back, you can get a new perspective. You can take a breather. Take a moment to think, you know, sometimes when my, my kids come and they say, oh, I'm stuck with that homework, with that project, with that, you know, I don't know, all that stuff. Me either. Sometimes I'm trying to write something and I get stuck with it. Mm -hmm. I just take a breather, I just go away for a walk. I cook something. I talk with someone, listen to a good podcast like yours and come back. So mm -hmm. I love what you said about stepping back because we are sometimes so close in the details that we cannot see the bigger picture and create some space in our head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got it. I, I, I got your point <laughs> completely. So, and you, I think you have mentioned similar kind of points in your book as well, right? Like, can you share about the book name and what you have you covered <laughs> so that if whosoever is uh, listening to this podcast, if they want to go and see and learn about your book. Sure. So 
Um, my book name is Beyond. It comes from the being energy, right? Human being. So beyond leadership from awareness to awareness. And actually in the middle in the book, there are three parts, awareness. I love to play with the words. The mm-hmm. second part is awareness. And the third part is awareness. Now, actually, you, I, I don't see it as a linear process mm-hmm. from awareness to awareness. I believe that it's um, like energy. We're ch- changing all the time. And that's why I loved uh, your podcast and where you come from, because becoming aware leaders, it's not something that you get there. I call it the illusion of awareness. We believe that we will get to a point and we will become aware leaders. But leadership is a journey. Life is a journey. Learning is a journey. Having a business is a journey that never stops. And the same with awareness. So when I talk about the illusion of awareness in in kind of like the end of the book, what I say that there are two layers to that. Mm -hmm. The first one is we think we'll get there. I don't know what's that there, but we believe that we'll get to that conscious leadership, awareness leadership, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So so I, at, at least from my perspective, that's BS. We, we never stop. Every time we become aware of something, there is another thing we learn about ourselves because that's that's what happens. We're human beings. We, we keep evolving. Now, mm-hmm. the second layer of the illusion of awareness is that even when we learn something, and and you're welcome to think about it with me. So I learned, for example, that um, I lose my patience when someone complains, okay, just for the example, okay? Mm -hmm. So now I'm aware of that. I did the work with the coach or with my mentor or with myself, and I know that I got feedback that I, I lose my patience with people and I roll my eyes, okay, I do all that good stuff. I got the feedback, I was aware less, I then went through some mess to figure that out. And I am now on the other side. I know what it means. I know how to stop rolling my eyes. But here's the deal. Mm. And that's what we don't learn in programs. In many times we, we miss that conversation when we work with clients or when I hear, when I see different self-help books is that we always go back to our tendencies, to our autopilots, even when we did the work on ourselves. So we always go from awareness to awareness, especially when we are stressed, overwhelmed, and distracted. This Mm. is our old autopilot, and it's so easy to go back to that. So we, when, you know, when we go and get the training or the coaching or read the book and we get excited that now we know, we know how it looks on the other side of the rainbow. We don't understand how come that two weeks after we go back to old behaviors. I'm not supposed to do that. And then I start with the self-deprecation conversation with myself and the self-judgment and being upset with myself. And I just put that aside and I don't do the work. What I say in my book is we always go back to a real less. So focus on learning how you look like when you are not at your best. Mm-hmm. Learn those red flags, learn how you look there and learn how to make that gap between awareness to awareness as shorter as possible, as short as possible. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Shall I give an example? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so uh, for example, I know that I, um, I like things to be in a specific way. So sometimes I get into my perfectionist head, okay? Things have to be very perfect. They have to show up and then I become controller of the situation, okay? Mm-hmm. I worked on myself. I did the work. I, I'm now aware of that. I know how I look that when I get there. I know that when I'm stressed and before a big event that I need to speak or, or whatever it is, that controller shows up. Mm-hmm. because I'm stressed, because I'm distracted, and I speak differently, I behave differently. I know to, to, um, to identify how I look there. So mm-hmm. every time I go there, I look at myself and I say, hey, Noah, you went back to that controller, needs to control the situation, you are back to awareness. And now I, I am in a choice because I know I'm there. It's not autopilot anymore. So in that place of choice, I have mostly two choices. I can stay the controller in my awareless state, mm-hmm. or I can invite myself to move into an aware space and stop controlling the situation. For me, it's just changing perspective and become playful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Noah, can you wear the playful hat and let go of the controller. It doesn't serve you anyway. People don't like being next to you. You don't like yourself. You don't see the result. You get disappointed. What are you choosing? Sometimes I will say I need to stay a moment there in that awareness space. I will move in a few moments. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will move right away. The faster we know to identify ourselves there, we can shorter the time we stay So if we have a person that triggers us, if we know that a specific situation can trigger us to go to to that awareness space, we know how to bring ourselves back. So my clients get very excited and they say, I get it. I get it. If before it took me two weeks, now it takes me two days. And then they say, now it takes me half an hour. And I say, and it could be that in six weeks, it will happen again, that it will take you two days. But they like to play with how how short they can stay in that awareness state because you always go back at least from my perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically it's kind of exercising the same thing and it's kind of uh setting up your own um i would say stop signs or red lights okay this is where i'm not gonna go it's danger there so and exercising my mind okay yeah uh, uh this is where i'm gonna see my worst side or i will keep on going on that aware less state more So this mm-hmm. is going to be my barrier. So I have to set up my own barriers, kind of uh, stop signs. Okay, this is where I need to take a U-turn, right? Something like yes, that. Yes, I, I really like your uh, metaphor with the with the traffic light. It's kind of like <laughs> red light, you are in a wireless. Do you want to try and move back to the green light or do you stay? All right, maybe that orange light. I need to stay for a few moments. But even if you stay, you are not an autopilot like you used to be before. Mm-hmm. right? You made a resonate choice to stay there. So it's not autopilot anymore. You're not a victim of your actions. You're choosing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I believe it's okay. Sometimes we need to stay. We need to stay upset. We need to stay emotional. We need to stay whatever, but it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's actually 
easier to go back to that, as you said, the green light in a way. So mm. it's, it's never like a linear process. We are moving all the time because there are always some areas that we are aware less and things that we are in the aware mess. And so we are moving all the time. We're not staying. We're going in and out and in and out. The best example is when we are driving. We're going in and out, right? We're driving, mm -hmm. we are aware, then we are not, and we're bringing ourselves back. So it's the same idea with how we work with our mindset and our being energy and the doing energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I must ask you this because I, I never wanted to let you go without asking you this. So I <laughs> On your website, I saw this, like do into B3. Is this similar kind of concept? <laughs> yeah, it's a formula. I work a lot with developers and engineers. Uh -huh. um, and I find that sometimes we have right limiting beliefs, uh, formulas. So uh -huh. I found that that formula of the, I call it the change formula, is easier to understand the being and doing. And I say, okay, there is the doing part. And there in the B, in the E, there are three components, energy, emotions, and expectations. Mm -hmm. And when something is changing, the change is changing, right? If you're more in your do, in the doing part, it impacts the change. If your energy is low, it impacts the change. If your expectations are low or high, if your emotions are high or low, they're all impacting this formula. Now, I have to tell you, mm -hmm. this formula is really an opening conversation for people then to create their own formula. So if people hearing us right now and they want to look at that formula in my, on my website and then send me how they would design that formula for mm -hmm. themselves, I would love to see their, get their feedback. I love that because I find that this is only a beginning of conversation that allows us to say, okay, I get it. And one of my clients, I really like that. He said, you know, it's really helpful. I, I would like to use this formula um, to encourage the team that when we are too much in an action conversation, that we can look at each other and say, hey, where is the being to create the change that we want? And on the other side, if we are sitting as a team and we are too much in the drama, in the emotions, low energy, because things are changing all the time and people are coming and going and we are concerned. So when we sit and have that conversation as a team, we need to call on ourselves and say, hey, this is too high. We need to start talking about action. So I find that engineers love it. Uh, developers love it. Uh, they, they love the formula. It's easier for them. And um, it's also just shift, you know, sometimes we get into that binaric or binar, binaric, right? Mm -hmm. Mindset, zero or one. Mm -hmm. So it's rather than either or, it's end, right? Mm -hmm. I, I need, I'm a leader or I'm a manager. I can be a leader and a manager, okay? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so it's not kind of like a yes or no answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. no yes or no answers with human <laughs> beings. <laughs> true, true, true. I agree. So, and uh, uh, I must ask you this, like, from where is this knowledge coming? Like, uh, let go, I want you to go behind the scene and pick up the story for me, like how this all started, like how your journey actually started. Take me a little bit behind the scene, like how you started the company or 
how your mm -hmm. actual career started, your tell us what we don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, my background is in human resources training and change management. That's what I did in Israel. And 15 years ago, my husband had, had a job opportunity in New York City. So with two little kids, 15 years ago, they were two years and 12 months. Mm. We packed everything just for a two years relocation adventure and moved to New York City. And I thought, you know, I, I wasn't naive. I knew it will take time to settle down. But then I said, okay, I'm an executive. I did interesting things. I will find a job. And it didn't work for me. I was stuck for a long time. I worked in jobs that I didn't like. And I really, as I mentioned earlier, control. I try to control the universe to replicate my past in Israel to my new situation. And it didn't work. And I was very frustrated. I was angry. I was disappointed. How come that get it done executive person cannot see results suddenly. It was mm. very frustrating for me. And after a while, I decided to have a third child, taking a pause and figure out what's next for me. Because I just realized, as we said earlier, I'm in that insanity space mm. that I'm taking the same actions, or I, at least I believe that I'm taking the same actions and I don't see results. And that's when I started blogging. One night, I just felt like the want to start writing and in 15 one five minutes i launched my blog and started writing um a blog about about being an israeli mom in the u.s and Ooh. blogging then was like podcasting today so people started responding and um, having a conversation with me and after feeling so down about not seeing results that experience of people communicating and giving me that feedback and sharing their experience of reading me uh, was very exciting. And I felt resource, resourceful again. Mm -hmm. And with that, and by the way, I had no intentions when I started the blog. It was just a need for probably an uh, outlet, a creative outlet, emotional outlet. I don't know, but it, I just needed some creative project. And by the way, now I know that this is the way I'm wired. I always need to have some creative projects that I'm working on. If it's the book, if it's speaking, now I have this creative project of doing 21 videos in 21. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to make it happen. Um, so when people start reading my blog, um, after a while, it was weird, same week, three or more women called me at the same week and said, hey, we read your blog, we're not sure how you do that. We're so stuck with our lives. Can you coach us? They were Israelis like me. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. They didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. But it was weird, same week, different states, different women call me with the same request. And that's when I paused, stepped back. <laughs> after mm -hmm. many years and said, universe is telling me something I need to listen. So I didn't coach them. I'm grateful until today that they saw something in me that I was not able to see then. But I did some research because I thought coaching was a scam. It was 12 years ago, mm -hmm. but I was curious and I found someone that I knew that was a coach and he gave me some guidance and I went and I got trained in it. And that's how I started. 
I started coaching women like me until I got my confidence and went back to work with corporate like I did in Israel. And then people heard my story and they said, well, you're so interesting. We love listening to you. Where can we hear you speaking? And I said, come on, English is my second language. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, no, you're really funny. You're really interesting. Where can we hear you speaking? So that's, again, people see something in me before I'm ready to see it in myself. And I, I never had a problem standing in front of people. That's what I did as a change management, as a trainer uh, in human resources. So I never had that fear of speaking, speaking in front of people, but there was that English is not my first language. I'm not sure I can do that. So I did the work, started speaking in events and conferences and people, and then people said, where is the book? so this is how my company formed from people seeing something in me that I was not able to see in myself yet Mm -hmm. or maybe I saw but maybe there was a voice telling me you are still not good enough because I have that voice like many of us Mm -hmm. and I believe I do the same with my clients sometimes I poke and say hey it's time to show up Sometimes Mm -hmm. I remind them to connect with their resourceful self. And sometimes I help them find that creative self that they disconnected with uh, from. So that's how Noah Run and Coaching evolved. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome story. I love two main things. Um, You didn't take a long time to start something. You got an idea and you just went after it and you launched the blog within 15 minutes the second part was <laughs> and during the whole journey you were aware aware of what universe is telling you or what people are telling you uh, like you need to be aware in order to understand okay like there is some some kind of signal coming on your side and you need to switch your direction right If you're going to think that, okay, this is just another uh, person for one day, just uh, getting in touch with me and just asking me questions, then you would not have been here. Like you were aware and you took action, right? Yeah. And there were a lot of things that I was so, as I say, aware less. So it's it's very interesting. And and the things I can share today, you know, in uh, 15 years perspective, sure. um, I probably would not be able to communicate with you 12 years ago. But it's interesting. And one of the things I, I remember my friends telling me when I started the coaching school were um, the feedback of how intuitive I am. And I hear that again and again and again. And that was the begin one of the, as you say, kind of like the awareness and also the intuition of, of listening to something inside that telling you, listen to that. Don't ignore that voice, right? And many times we ignore that intuition because we learn somewhere in our lives not to listen to it because I don't know. So um, mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting, the possibilities of learning how to listen to myself differently in so many different layers and become um, a better listener, which actually you learn in coaching, how to listen to people. I know yeah. I spoke today more, but no, <laughs> mostly was... I am on the business of listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was all brilliant, brilliant in- information. Like it was all awesome. So just before we wrap up, 
wanted to ask you, where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Um, so my website, Noah, N-O-A, there is no age, NoahRonanCoaching.com. So that's one place. Or on social media, Noah, N-O-A-R, Coach, Noah R. Coach. So um, that's the simple way to learn more about me. And you're always welcome to reach out and just have a conversation. Okay. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Noah. Thanks a lot for coming to Thank the pod. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful. I appreciate you having me on the